0: Has your inner peace been challenged by all of the upheaval in 2020? Join beloved new thought leaders Reverend Ellen Debenport, Reverend Michael Gott, Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell, and Reverend Sheila McKeithen for practicing the principles in uncertain times. A Unity online event on October 9th, 2020, from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Register at unity.org/practicing-principles. That's unity.org/practicing-principles.
2: with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
1: Ah, hello. So happy to be with you. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Welcome to A Course of Miracles, <laughs> and uh, we're almost at the end of 2014, this is the last episode this year, and uh, I'm so excited, oh my god, I love December, January, I love it, and uh, it has a whole new meaning for me now, and I'm I'm raring to talk about that (laughs) and kick us off to a great year, 2015. Mm -hmm. So I invite you to join me. Let's bless ourselves. I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I'm placing my hand on my heart to remember that I'm wholeheartedly available for divine love leading me, guiding me, teaching me. I'm wholeheartedly available to the higher Holy Spirit self. I'm completely interested in hearing divine guidance, insight, wisdom, and being led to the highest and best choice in each and every moment of this radio show and my entire life. So grateful to be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love which is our true identity and we gather together for the holy purpose of having a holy relationship with each other and with ourselves. We're profoundly interested in remembering our true identity and walking and talking the love that we are, being a living demonstration of the truth that is contained in A Course of Miracles. We're truly interested in living A Course of Miracles. Yes. Being truly helpful in this world. So grateful and so thankful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone. Because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, I'm rip-roaring to go here. And the theme or topic of this show is really how to lay a great foundation for a new year. And to harvest the learning that's been unharvested in the current years. It's turning the page on the calendar. And these calendar markers are to help us. As everything in this world is for our learning, this is the message of a Course in Miracles: that it takes great willingness and learning and understanding to accept that everything is perfectly designed for our learning by one whose only interest is our good. So we're we're going to stand in that place today, and what I have come to know absolutely is that studying A Course in Miracles, reading books and taking classes without a practical moment by moment, day by day, hour by hour practical application there's not a lot of healing because information just isn't healing. And I can say that because I spent a good 20 years of my life primarily focused on gathering spiritual information. So, I, I was, I'm an excellent student, and the ego was driving my spiritual practice. I didn't know it, but I was gathering information to pacify the ego, to occupy my intellect, And what I learned, and it took me quite a long time to learn this, is that gathering more and more information, the mind actually becomes cluttered and confused. This is why I love A Course in Miracles. Because to me, when I found A Course in Miracles... I was already practicing it, and I had been practicing it for a number of years and decluttering my mind. So I was practicing it based on the guidance that I'd been given by my guides and my teachers in the invisible realm. And so I was really working it hour by hour and moment by moment. So when I found A Course in Miracles, it made perfect sense to me. And also, when I found A Course in Miracles, when I was, was when I was. Really, really ready to make my spiritual practice the focus of my life. Now, when I say it became the focus of my life, I was still doing many different kinds of tasks that people would say, well, that's not a spiritual task. Uh, But, (laughs) everything is spiritual, So for me, it was about my intention in each and every moment to use every activity in my life, whether it was literally washing the dishes, talking with a friend, having dinner with a friend, or uh, doing consulting work, whatever I was doing, traveling, whatever I was doing, going to the grocery store, Every task, driving in task, driving in traffic, rather, everything became a part of my spiritual practice, because I moved into a place of total surrender. Now, when I moved into that place of total surrender, and it's a, it's a story that I tell in my classes, I'm not going to tell the whole story now. But when I moved into that real total surrender, it was still. Not a hundred percent, so my intention was to be one hundred percent surrendered, and it still is, and Every day I find places in my awareness and beliefs and activities that are all motivated from a belief in separation so my my I make my practice my whole life my whole life is my place of practice. It's not just a certain time of the day. It's my whole entire life. And so as I go through my day, I realize, oh, the way I'm doing this task, there are thoughts of separation in my mind. Or, oh, the way I'm relating to these people, I'm feeling separate from them. And it's showing up this way and that way. So I'm becoming ever increasingly mindful of the ways in which I am still continuing to place my faith in the ego instead of in love. So, this I have found to be the fastest method of healing and clearing. And this is why I personally love the teaching of A Course in Miracles, and it has brought me so much benefit. Because A Course in Miracles is all about undoing the belief in separation and moving out of the ego, intellect, driving your spiritual practice, and moving into a place of truly living in oneness. And this is a very challenging task for pretty much everybody <laughs> that I know, and one of the wonderful gifts that we give ourselves is we do our practice together. So that's the whole focus of my life, is offering ways for us to do our practice together. And my my teaching method my is really t- sharing. So for me, I'm sharing what I'm learning as I'm learning it. And I share what I have learned that works for me and what I have been able to share with others, and it works for them. So that's the whole impetus for my sharing, is what has worked for me and what I've shared that works with other, for others when they apply it. It it took me so long to see that the intellect was driving my spiritual practice, and that's why I was feeling like a spiritual failure. That's why I wasn't really getting very far. So if you've been listening to this radio show for a while, you know that I have my Finding Freedoms seven-week spiritual boot camp class that a lot of people use to discipline their mind and apply... Uh, this this teaching, this New Thought teaching, Course of Miracles, Science of Mind, Unity teaching, because they have a lot of similarities. Although I find that A Course in Miracles is the most helpful tool in this application, because it's got the 365-day workbook. However, what I have noticed in connecting with many thousands of people around the world, and... Uh, probably connecting with a thousand people on a more personal, intimate basis over the last number of years, is that many people do not really have a devoted practice. So that's what we're going to talk about today, really having a devoted, anchored practice, because it's that that really gives you that rapid healing effect. I've been talking with the folks in my year-long class, my year-long Masterful Living class, which starts January 1st. And I also have a New Year's Intention class that starts January 3rd that's part of my Masterful Living curriculum. So uh, these these classes are available for you. They're paid classes. I also have a number of free classes and introductions to Masterful Living, my year-long class, that are free. If you go to my events page at jenniferhadley.com, you can get those free downloads of "How to Stop Playing Small," with a special focus for light workers, uh, "Relationship Rescue," and "Fortify Your Faith." Those are my three previews of my year-long Masterful Living class that are available for you to download or listen to online. And. Um, and you can take the new year's intentions class which is a three part class it's part of the masterful living curriculum but you don't have to sign up for masterful living to participate in new year's intentions so those are some options for you if you'd like to do this deeper work of laying the groundwork for your year and really making it the most amazing year you've ever had and It's interesting because I've been talking to a lot of the Masterful Living students, quite a number of them, over the last couple of weeks, talking one-on-one with them and asking them, what was it that they were looking to get from taking my year-long Masterful Living course? And so you may be in this place. It's very familiar to me, not just because... Over the years, hundreds of students in my classes have told me this is how they felt. But this is how I used to feel, too. And uh, it's that feeling of, I know that if I could find a way to be more in my heart and be more dedicated and devoted to staying in my heart and to really actively practicing these teachings, I could have greater benefit. So this is what students tell me, and this is how I used to feel. So it's a place of, I believe these teachings are true, but I notice in my life, I do not live as though they are true. So for me... And for many others, it's that place of, I do believe that separation, thinking, and belief is the cause of all suffering. However, I still give myself permission many, many, many times a day to energize thoughts of separation. I'm not good enough. They're not good enough. There's something wrong with me. I'm better than them. I'm less than them. They're better than me. It's all those thoughts that we think all day long, that we say we believe that there is a unity of all life and a oneness, but our choices, our thoughts, our actions, our words demonstrate that we don't live as though we believed it to be true. So the belief is therefore then intellectual, it's not in our heart, and that is the place from which I used to to live, and it brought me so much suffering, and so much confusion, and I felt like a spiritual failure, and I didn't want to admit it, because I was ashamed, because intellectually I'd gathered so much information, and I could spout scripture, and law of cause and effect and all these teachings but I still wasn't happy still was not fulfilled still was not just fundamentally loving and peaceful prosperous harmonious and so I knew I was doing something wrong and I couldn't quite get myself to do it until I flip the switch. So that's what I'm going to talk about when we come back from our break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And if you'd like to check out my Masterful Living class, go to jenniferhadley.com. Click right through, either from the homepage or the events page. Maybe it'll be right for you, and you'll know it. I always trust that the ones who are called to, to do this work with me they will know it. (laughs) So trust that. And I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'll be right back.
2: Are you in a state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're talking about laying the foundation for our year. And, oh, I'm excited to share with you. For me, being willing to cultivate discipline and devotion, being called by love, by spirit, and not by the ego, not letting the ego drive my spiritual practice anymore, was a critical turning point in my spiritual awakening, which I'm still awakening. And I talk to people from time to time who the more spiritual practice they do, the more nervous and upset and freaked out they become. And it's my perception that the ego is driving their spiritual practice saying, you should do this, you should do that. You better do this. You better do that. Those kinds of words, you should, you better. If you don't, those kinds of statements are always ego. They're not spirit. Spirit doesn't speak to us in that way. Spirit will say, now is a good time to practice. Now would be a good time to pray. Pray first. Not, you better pray first, you better do this, if you don't do that. So that's how you know whether ego or spirit is driving your spiritual practice. One of the things we work on in the class, in my year-long Masterful Living class, is getting the ego out of running your life like that. And this discipline, this devotion, is something that the workbook of A Course in Miracles helps us to develop. Because if you're actually doing the lessons, not just reading them, but actually applying them throughout your day, then you're going to have a, an experience of r- profound healing, which will inspire you and motivate you to continue. One of the things that I can tell you, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know I've been working for a long time on releasing a Course of Miracles app. So I've put into it everything that I personally desire to have in it, Course of Miracles app. It's a free app, and uh, right now Apple has uh, got it for approval, so we're waiting to hear back from them. I feel confident they're going to approve it, and uh, so it'll be released for free. If you'd like to sign up to be notified as soon as it's available for download, you can do that at acimapp.com, acimapp.com, and then once it is available, you'll be able to just go to acimapp.com and just download it right from there. So... Lesson 64 in the workbook is called, Let Me Not Forget My Function. And it's helpful here. So, paragraph 6, it says, Let me not forget my function. Let me not try to substitute mine for God's. Let me forgive and be happy. So, forgiveness is our function. Now, it says here that Our function is forgiveness. Our function is forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is releasing the judgment, the meaning that we have made of everything. It's really the ego's meaning that we have identified with the ego. So the meaning that the ego has made of everything that... Interpretation and reinterpretation to see everything through the eyes of separation, releasing those judgments and opinions, is what true forgiveness is. So, it's, so let me not forget my function. My function is to release the meaning that I have made of things, so that I can know the truth that sets me free. So the truth is not an interpretation. The truth is the same for everyone. So sometimes you'll hear spiritual students say, My truth is. But we don't have our individual versions of the truth. Truth is truth. It's eternal, it's infinite, and it applies to everyone all the time the same. So truth is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive, applies to everyone. The same. Because we are one, how could we have individual truths? It wouldn't be truth, it would be interpretation. So in, in this lesson 64, it says, In the frequent applications of today's idea throughout the day, devote several minutes to reviewing these thoughts and then thinking about them and about nothing else. This will be difficult at first, particularly since you are not proficient in the mind discipline that it requires. So, mind discipline is one of the main things that A Course in Miracles offers us. If we're studying A Course in Miracles without living it, the mind discipline will not take place place so as you're moving into this year set the intention to stop the mind wandering remember jesus tells us you're far too accepting of mind wandering that the thing you're going to focus on this year is disciplining your mind to be devoted to choosing love Discipline your mind to be devoted to choosing love, which requires forgiveness, which requires the release of the meaning that you have made of things. So you are literally releasing all these attachments that we have to our interpretation, our meaning that we have made of things because we are identified with the ego, which is holding us, in a place of separation, as long as we're willing to accept it. This is why A Course in Miracles tells us your little willingness is all that's required. It's the willingness to no longer accept the ego's interpretation, but instead the willingness to accept the truth that sets us free. The truth sets us free because in reality... In God, we're already free. There's nothing to bind us. The only thing that can bind us is our belief in the false. It binds us to the ego. It tethers us to the third dimensional consciousness where we believe that we're separate. So this is why Course in Miracles says your function Is to release those judgments. That's what forgiveness is. Let me not forget my function today. Let me find the joy. In divine discipline. That's what Martin Luther King Jr. called it. Divine discipline. A devotion to choosing love. To the ego it's quite disturbing. To the ego it can be excruciating. But. Our willingness to disidentify with the ego opens up our mind to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to perceive the insights of the Holy Spirit, to align with love. And this is one of the things that I've heard a lot recently from folks in my year-long Master for Living course, is they say this, at the end of the year, they say, number one thing they say is, I'm amazed that I could change so much in one year and I know I'm not gonna backslide. The other thing that they say that I love to hear is, is a frequent, frequent comment, is what a relief it is to no longer live that way. What a relief it is to stop trying to manage and control my relationships, my situations, what a relief it is to To start listening to the higher Holy Spirit's voice, following that divine guidance and living a life of profound love. What a relief it is. That's what A Course of Miracles tells us is possible for us. Over and over again, A Course of Miracles, Jesus tells us if we will just stop fighting for our opinions and judgments and relax the mind, allow ourselves to be led and guided, we will be guided through the darkest valley into the light of love and truth, and we will be completely provided for cared for it's just like the 23rd psalm that a table will be laid a banquet in the presence of our enemies and all of this will lay down in green pastures this is the promise if we can simply stop being devoted to the ego And start being devoted to love, which is our true identity. To love, which is the healer. Why is love the only healer that there is? Because love is our true identity. This is why the truth sets us free. When we're willing to accept that love is our true identity, then we can align with that voice or that presence of the holy spirit that insight that wisdom we won't fight it anymore we will perceive it so clearly this is what i see year after year with people who are willing to do this work it's not easy though and it's definitely not for everyone it does like the work in my year-long masterful living course it you can do as much or as little of it as you like But it's about traveling with a group in a container where we're all developing this discipline and devotion. I myself, every day, am looking to find ways to be more clear, more dedicated, more devoted to spirit than to the ego. So we do this work together. And it becomes quite joyful because it's such a loving, supportive community. And... All the different parts of the curriculum help to support people in not giving up, in not backsliding. And instead of when we make errors, which we all do, we make errors, we have uh, times where we go into deep self-medication or we get really upset about something and we start thinking lots of attack thoughts against ourselves or others. You know, life has these occurrences and these opportunities for us to A, heal the patterns of the past and B, not collapse into the old ways, but to move through the challenge in a new attitude, in a new understanding, harvesting the learning, discovering the wisdom, healing the patterns and severing the patterns of the past. And so we learn together to face our challenges with the Holy Spirit guiding us and practicing these teachings of A Course in Miracles. And by the way, if you're not really a Course in Miracles student, but you just like listening to this radio show, Uh, there are many people in Masterful Living who are not studying A Course in Miracles. There's no requirement around it because it's not about studying A Course in Miracles. It's about living these teachings and really choosing to wake up to our true spiritual identity and see it not just for ourselves, but for our loved ones, our families, our co-workers, and everyone in our community. And one of the major benefits of really applying these teachings is that people tell me over and over and over again, oh my God, I'm having a completely different experience with my parents, my children, my spouse, my co-workers. Miraculous things take place because all minds are joined. And what happens is I actually give people... In the class, in my year-long Masterful Living class, and of course you can do this on your own. You don't have to be in class with me. You may not feel inspired and motivated to be in class with me. You can totally do this on your own. This is all in the Course in Miracles teachings in the workbook. To have particular assignments that you give yourself. I call them divine experiments where you prove that working in the invisible is far more effective than working in the visible world of form. So I talk about in my classes, instead of pushing density, trying to make things happen in the world... That's the way the ego operates. You're working in the world at the level of form by uh, having conversations, sending emails, driving to places, talking to people, writing—you know—all the different things that we do in the world of form. I call pushing density. It's much faster and much easier to work the level of the mind. Course of Miracles tells us so clearly. All healing is at the level of the mind. So in my classes, we work at the level of the mind. I call that working in the invisible. The invisible world of mind, things happen instantaneously. Time is not a factor. It's quantum healing. And this is what is available to us. Not everybody is willing to work at that level of responsibility. So A Course of Miracles tells us all over the place that responsibility, if you go to page 448 in the text, responsibility for sight, it's critical to be willing to take responsibility for everything that you're experiencing. Many people are not ready to take responsibility, but when you are, then you can start working in the invisible, stop working at the level of form, stop pushing density, and you can really, truly begin to live a miraculous life. Again, you don't need my help. Now, I'd like to share something from Chapter 1, Section 2. Chapter 1, The Meaning of Miracles. Section 2, Revelation of Time and Miracles. And uh, I hope this will inspire you. I love this. So, here's what Jesus is saying to us. Paragraph 3. Awe, A-W-E, Awe, should be reserved for revelation to which it is perfectly and correctly applicable. It's not appropriate for miracles because a state of awe is worshipful, implying that one of a lesser order stands before his creator. You are a perfect creation and should experience awe only in the presence of the creator of perfection. The miracle is therefore a sign of love among equals the miracle is a sign of love among equals so a course of miracles also tells us that a miracle is when we change our thinking and align with the thought system of our creator the thought system of our holy spirit of our higher self so the miracle is a sign of love Among equals. When we love our Creator, we align with the thoughts of the Creator. I only think the thoughts I think with God. It's a sign of love among equals. It's a sign that we love God when we think the thoughts of God. Equals should not be in awe of one another because awe implies inequality. It is therefore an inappropriate reaction to me. This is what Jesus says, don't be in awe of me. An elder brother, which is what he calls himself to us, an elder brother is entitled to respect for his greater experience and obedience for his greater wisdom. He is also entitled to love because he is a brother and to devotion If he is devoted. So we can devote ourselves to Jesus because Jesus is devoted. He says, It is only my devotion that entitles me to yours. Now I love this part here. There is nothing about me that you cannot attain. I have nothing that does not come from God. The difference between us now is that I have nothing else. This leaves me in a state which is only potential in you. Let us accept that this is true. That this is our potential. That our potential is the same as Jesus. To have the mind that was in Christ Jesus. This is our destination because it is where we already are in the mind of God, but we have accepted this belief that we're not there. And that is the only thing that needs to be healed. is the idea that we are somehow not who we truly are. So let us remember our function in order to remember who we truly are. And the best help that we have is our brothers and sisters helping us to remember That we're one with them. And that love is who and what we are. So as we teach only love, we will remember what we are. And we will also share that demonstration and become a living inspiration and motivation for others. This is all we need to do. Is be willing to fulfill our function. And we will be led and guided. Let us be devoted to our teacher so simple and it requires great great willingness to really truly make it the most amazing healing it does require our devotion I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. If you are interested in traveling this year with me of dedication and devotion, try out my year-long Master of a Living course. You know, in a month's time, you'll know if it's for you or not. Try it for a month. You can always withdraw if it's not for you. And you'll get my New Year's Intention classes. You'll get a great kickoff to your your, year. If nothing else, you'll get that. You'll lay the foundation for an awesome 2015. And if you're listening to this well down the road, you can always sign up for Mass for Living. I don't close registration until April. So you're welcome to join me at any point. And reboot your year at any point. (sighs) All right. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
0: culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Milena Dawn and Stacey Macris-Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, Examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: back, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about shifting our experience this year, coming up, 2015, making it the most extraordinary year ever, through cultivating dedication and devotion. In Chapter 5, which is Healing and Wholeness, Section 2, The Voice for God, Paragraph 8, Jesus tells us here, The Holy Spirit is your guide in choosing. He is in the part of your mind that always speaks for the right choice, because He speaks for God. He is your remaining communication with God, which you can interrupt, but cannot destroy. Isn't that good news? The Holy Spirit is the way in which God's will is done on earth, as it is in heaven. Both heaven and earth are in you, because the call of both is in your mind. The voice for God comes from your own altars to Him. So let us make altars to God in our heart. These altars are not things, they are devotions. Aha, clue. Yet, you have other devotions now. Your divided devotion has given you the two voices. And you must choose at which altar you want to serve. The call you answer now is an evaluation because it is a decision. The decision is very simple. It is made on the basis of which call is worth more to you. So, people ask all the time, how did this experience of separation occur tells us right here your divided devotion has given you the two voices and you must choose at which altar you want to serve so our divided devotion between choosing the voice for god and the voice for holy spirit has given us this ego experience of separation that is so painful and then he goes on to tell us in paragraph 9 my mind and my mind will always be like yours because we were created as equals it was only my decision that gave me all power in heaven and earth my only gift to you is to help you make the same decision And this decision is the choice to share it because the decision itself is the decision to share. So it's the decision to accept the unity of all life, opening our mind to the oneness. And we practice and demonstrate that devotion, that willingness, and we experience the oneness through sharing. This is why I said earlier in this episode that my teaching is my sharing. I really, truly get that sharing is everything. I'll never forget when my precious nephew, Alex, was about three and a half years old. He uh, He's in college now. But when he was three and a half years old, he came home from preschool. And um, I said... How was school today, Alex? And he said, It was good. And I said, What was good about it? And he stood there and he thought, and I saw the way he was looking on his face. I was really thinking, What was good today? And then his whole body and face, his whole countenance lit up. And he said, I shared. I said, You did? You shared? And he said, yes, I didn't grab, I shared. And I think that that is one of the most beautiful things that happens for us in this journey of remembering our function, fulfilling our function, is that we stop grabbing, we stop grasping We stop craving, needing, wanting, and all of those things of the ego. And we simply relax our mind and open ourselves to the oneness without trying to get anything. And that's what true sharing is. So when we're trying to get something from someone, that's not sharing. Love has everything already. It doesn't need anything. It doesn't want anything. Teach only love, for that is what you are. So if we're giving in order to get something, we're not teaching love. We're in that place of ego, grasping, needing, wanting, not having, feeling, lack, and limitation. This is one of the primary things that we focus on in my year-long Masterful Living class is moving out of the needing, wanting, grasping, not having experience of lack and limitation that the ego keeps us cycling in. And moving into the consciousness of having, of being love. And then we can teach only love, Because we recognize that's what we are. It is our fundamental nature. And that's why at this time of year, when I'm talking one-on-one with all the folks who've been in class with me this year, they're saying it's such a relief to let go of the mind training of not having lack, limitation, grasping, needing, wanting, and to relax the mind into allowing ourselves to know I already have, the kingdom is within me, and now I can relax my mind into a greater understanding of the unity of all life, the oneness of all life, and begin to see beyond the illusion, beyond lack and limitation. The ego has one story, and it is lack and limitation. And it shows up as physical illness, emotional distress and illness, depression. It shows up as poverty consciousness. It shows up as hurt and resentment and anger and doubt and guilt and blame and shame and jealousy. Thoughts of regret and revenge. These are the patterns of the ego. And they are painful. We all know them. And healing these patterns that are so thick, that we have invested so much in, that we have affirmed again and again and again and again, takes devotion and dedication. To choosing love, which is our healer, because love is what we truly are. I love this in Chapter 14, Teaching for Truth, Section 10, The Equality of Miracles, Paragraph 3. Miracles are not in competition, and the number of them that you can do is limitless. They can be simultaneous and legion. This is not difficult to understand once you conceive of them as possible at all. And I bring this up because this is one of the things that people tell me each year. is They didn't know that they were actually capable of living a miraculous life. That prior to doing the work in Masterful Living, which is this living application of A Course of Miracles... That they they thought that miracles were for other people, but not for them, so back to paragraph three here it says what is more difficult to grasp is the lack of order of difficulty that stamps the miracle as something that must come from elsewhere, not from here, from the world's point viewpoint. This is impossible. Perhaps you' have been aware of lack of competition. ...among your thoughts, which even though they may conflict, can occur together and in great numbers. You may indeed be so used to this that it causes you little surprise. So all these inner conflicts that we feel, right? Yet you are also used to classifying some of your thoughts as more important, larger or better, wiser or more productive and valuable than others this is true of the thoughts that cross the mind the mind of the sorry this is true of the thoughts that cross the mind of those who think they live apart for some are reflections of heaven while others are motivated by the ego which but seems to think so the ego seems to think the ego seems to analyze. The result is a weaving, changing pattern that never rests and is never still. It shifts unceasingly across the mirror of your mind, and the reflections of heaven last but a moment and grow dim as darkness blots them out. Where there was light, darkness removes it in an instant and alternating patterns of light and darkness sweep constantly across your mind. The little sanity that still remains is held together by a sense of order that you establish. But the very fact that you can do this and bring any order into chaos shows you that you are not an ego, and that more than an ego must be in you. So... These patterns of light and dark sweep unceasingly across the mirror of your mind. And the reflections of heaven last but a moment and grow dim as darkness blots them out. Don't we know that? Haven't we experienced that? Yes, we have. So here's the thing I'm inviting you to consider this year. As you're deciding how to lay the foundation for your year to be spectacular. And how is it that you're going to do something different this year than you've ever done before? How are you really going to live a course of miracles? The ego is always about remembering the pain, the suffering, the hurts, the separation. And the Spirit is always about remembering your true identity. So, as you're figuring out how to become disciplined and devoted this year. How you will allow the Holy Spirit to really become your teacher. At the end of the year, this coming year, what would you rather do? Have spent the year remembering your hurts, your complaints, and your upsets? Or remembering the immaculate concept of your true identity? What would you rather remember? All the ways you expressed your true identity, moment by moment, day by day. Or would you rather continue to remember the hurts and the upsets, and the pain and the suffering that you've already experienced. Because that's what you're going to decide, is you're going to be devoted to keeping alive the painful memories of the past, or wiping them clean, harvesting the learning from them, bringing the benefits into your mind, and living a miraculous life. This is the choice that's before you. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart right now and decide dedicated devoted to love or to the past to the ego in grace and gratitude we're choosing love in grace and gratitude we let the holy spirit lead us fully and completely in grace and gratitude we allow our healing we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them we let it be and so it is amen 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 I love you. I thank God for you. I hope to see you in masterful living. We join together. My New Year's Intentions series starts January 3rd.
2: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles, every day, in every way online at www.jenniferhadley.com While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way.
0: Has your inner peace been challenged by all of the upheaval in 2020? Join beloved new thought leaders Reverend Ellen Debenport, Reverend Michael Gott, Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell, and Reverend Sheila McKeithen for practicing the principles in uncertain times. A Unity online event on October 9th, 2020, from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Register at unity.org/practicing-principles. That's unity.org/practicing-principles.